Hello and welcome to the Tavlcast. Tavl Tavgol. Uh, I'm I'm George Weedman as usual. We also have Jimmy <laughs> Belikoff as usual. Matt Visual as usual. The thing is though, we got to go fast today. We got to do a got to go fast cast because because uh, because Matt has some very important arrangements that he has to leave for in one hour. So we have one hour to talk about what we played this week. What did we play this week? Matt's meeting Bill Gates after this, so yes. we have to make sure he gets there. Yeah, yeah. Bill, Bill Gates, you know, he he wants his funny man on deck, you know. So Matt Matt is having a serious talk with Bill Gates about casual racism in his company. Is, yeah. is it because that guy didn't let him play with the Microsoft HoloLens when, until he <laughs> asked really hard, and and so you called Bill Gates and were like, "We have we have a problem, Mister Gates." If you haven't watched the last podcast, then you won't get that joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you <laughs> watch watched the last podcast. podcast, why haven't you? <laughs> like <laughs> us on iTunes, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I, I, up, I'm sure that all of the listeners right now have watched with their face last week's <laughs> podcast uh, very, Man, very I, I diligently. Hope, I hope nobody's actually watching the pot, like opening the page and just staring at the bar as it like counts down <laughs> on the time whenever... <laughs> I hope they like do other productive things in the time. Anyway, not judging you if you don't, or if you do that, or whatever. Hi, TVG Podcast. We talk about video games <laughs> mostly. The first half is where we and, and say stuff about listeners. what we've been playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we actually yeah. like offhand do that too much, so I apologize to every listener. But I don't know. I mean, like, <clears throat> I wouldn't listen to this crap. I I I, I would listen. I would listen to this crap. I would listen. So, what have you guys been been doing? <gasps> Hitman. Hitman. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Hitman. You finally broke Hitman. I have all Hitman. the episodes just sitting there, waiting for me to devour them. Okay, you gotta get started on it real fast. Okay, I like don't know what I could have done differently over the past week because I spent all. Of Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and then Thursday playing Hitman and, and writing the review for Hitman and not doing anything else. And I still just like was not able to finish the game to my liking by the time bedtime on Thursday rolled around. And so today Dang. I have the script already. I, know the I have feeling. like a lot of clips from the internet ready and I just delayed it by a day. I still have to record it. <gasps> After doing a stream tonight, so I guess I'm just not going to sleep. But yeah, Hitman's really good. Like, it's it's only six levels, but, well, there's also like two tutorial levels, but there's also two bonus levels, but <coughs> Steam says I've been playing for 37 hours. Dang. Because uh, they're Hitman Because there's like levels. a lot of ways to do it, right? There's like, yeah. like so many different ways to do it. I, I, rem oh, okay, so I watched uh mark brown's video on hitman that he did and i was like oh this game looks like pretty pretty neat actually and yeah. then <laughs> i loved the you tweeted the other day or yesterday george where you're like uh every second spent wandering past this hippie's apartment is precious like just like an offhand comment about some some like stoner's Music. apartment in it one has of the levels really good music comes from that apartment so when you're like yeah. sneaking past it you feel like this super noir undercover detective but then uh, your tweet really right afterwards music. then your tweet right afterwards where you had this like shocking realization yep. that that's like a thing that you could use like oh my god the stoner's apartment is actually a pivotal thing i could use for another goal and i was like oh yeah. that's neat 
It's super duper neat. So I don't know if you guys have played the other Hitman games before, but the best levels no, of all the Hitman games are the ones that are most replayable. So by mm-hmm. doing a uh, episodic release where they release it one level at a time has basically given them the the onus and the time and the like commercial uh impetus like like market pressure to make every level as replayable as possible which is super beautiful so Mm. they're really really huge there's stuff related to the main objectives and optional areas that you don't find until like playthrough number three Mm -hmm. and also like entire huge optional areas that are just never used in the main story missions but used instead for modified alternate missions that they uh put out called escalations where every time you complete it it makes the same mission slightly harder and then asks you to do it again and every time you unlock some fun points that that like give you new weapons and new starting locations that like start you off in in new uh spawn points with with new disguises and it's uh also besides just like working really well with the episodic release it's just like one of the smartest designed games i've played in a good long while in terms of how they've managed to make levels this big and this complicated have pieces that all matter in their own individual little way to any kind of play style that the player develops and that's why Mm -hmm. like posting about the cool music coming from this hippie's apartment is such like a good example of of how that works like there's there's a a marijuana cigarette in this guy's apartment that i didn't even think about until i was posting about that guy's apartment on twitter because earlier way the one of the first things i saw in the very beginning of of that level was a spot on a table with a button prompt that said (laughs) something like place joint for for the target of your assassination (laughs) which i guess causes them to run off to find somewhere private and uh i was it's it's like grayed out there's the you can't do it. I was like, where is there just going to be a joint lying around in the city? And and I just never really like thought out of the box enough of being in the gameplay mentality where I was like, oh, people's apartments will have things related to that person's like characteristic stereotype lifestyle. So that is where the joint would be is in the hippies apartment, like two blocks away. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's fun. But yeah, like it's it's also been one of the biggest surprises of the year, which which Matt already knows about since he got episode one in March. But yeah. uh, this is like an always online game released as a non numbered sequel to a classic beloved stealth game franchise with with an episodic schedule And the earliest footage of this game that leaked out without the developers giving permission to, like, didn't exactly look good. And in fact, you can see developer walkthroughs of the alpha versions of this game that don't look good either. I get the impression that they actually did rush it in a lot of areas, and they also didn't have as much of a budget to work with as they did in the last game in Hitman Absolution. But they still, like, managed to do it. It was like doom, all the red flags were there that it shouldn't be good, but it turned out to be really really good. I'm nice. so happy to hear that the other episodes lived up to the first episode <laughs> because when I played that first episode I was like, "Whoa. Is yeah. this is what I've been missing for the for years? Is this the weakest is damn good. The weakest links are in the middle. The first 3 episodes I think are some of the best levels across the entire franchise. And the last one's really good, too. One that just came out. 
Hokkaido. But uh, I don't know. The weakest point are the two before that. But yeah, mm. it's it's kind of weird. There's a Bangkok mission that's a big hotel. It's like a resort thing. And it's just much more scaled back compared to the others. Because uh, in Mission 2 in Sapienza, Italy, you have a mansion with like four stories to it with with like three different kinds of staffers coming in and out along with individual guests with their own roles to play they all go through a very very intricately detailed clockwork schedule and that would have been an entire mission in any other hitman game in the past but then (laughs) you also have the entire city outside of that mansion where stuff is going on that's related to the targets moving around in the mansion and uh and there's there's a bangkok level and a uh a, a, like militia house in colorado that just seem like that one particular mansion rather than the entire city around it mm. but that makes sense but the first three levels are just super duper huge party houses where there's so much going on and so much to see and do and go that uh i I'm I'm more than happy with what we got. It's like legitimately, I think some of the most fun I've had. It, I think this might be my game of the year so Whoa. far. Because I mean, I, I was I was thinking about that though. Like, I think the most fun I've had this year was with games that no one else would agree with me on. It's it's Salt and Sanctuary, which I mean, Matt can vouch me on that one, right? That's Matt? good. That's Salt that's and Sanctuary good. game yeah. of the year 2016, right? Everyone will laugh at me, but I was having the time of my life. Last year's expansion for The Witcher 3 was was Hearts of Stone, which is like some of the best writing I think I've ever encountered in a game. And also the first two weeks of Pokemon Go. Ooh. Uh, don't forget about Siege. I think you and... Yeah, but that I, I like had the most of my enjoyment of Siege, I think, last year. Oh, was Siege last year already? Jesus. Yeah, yeah it came out in uh, October. Man. Uh, well... Never mind, forget about Siege. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think like Hitman is the safest bet I have for game of the year because it's not it's not something completely out of left field that barely even like qualifies as a typical game like the first two weeks of Pokemon Go. Because like the first two weeks of Pokemon Go were a very different experience from all the subsequent weeks of Pokemon Go. Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially now that they're like adding features like they just announced some features that they're adding like daily and weekly objectives to do and stuff to get you bonus experience Man, that and took such. a while really yeah it did is they're trading it <laughs> no oh i i didn't you know what i have totally forgotten about pokemon go i'm not gonna even lie gone couldn't yep. i don't i never forget about it but like i don't I'm not playing it, that's for sure. The flame has fizzled. I, I went hiking a couple weeks ago and I took out my phone and started Pokemon going on the trail, but I just I just didn't feel it like like I did yeah. those first two weeks. It it's it's it got used up. It's Pokemon gone. But damn, wow. it was strong during those first two weeks. Yeah, it was. And mm. I, 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 I would say as a game that has fizzled out, it was probably the still one of the best experiences. Like it it, those, it those I'm glad yeah. it existed, you know. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So no. those first two weeks are something that like can't be, they can't be like sullied or changed. Nope. They were. They are what they were. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And no matter um, how much worse it gets, those those two weeks will not have been retroactively <laughs> erased. 
No matter what. Hold on to your memories. <laughs> Alright, all right. gotta go I, fast, I, I was, I, Yeah, I was trying to... I, I didn't want to, like, upend you, what you were saying, but I was trying to, like, jump in a segue earlier when you were, like, totally game of the year for this year, and I was, like, gonna be, like, speaking of game of the year, so just pretend that, like, none of our conversation happened for the past three minutes, and that George just said Hitman is probably his game of the year. Speaking of game of the year... The whiteness? Uh, I, I finished The Witness the completely. <laughs> The white oh, so so one hundred percenting it. I one hundred percented the witness. Well, I'm glad you like the witness. That's cute. <laughs> hey George, oh God. you're a piece of shit. You know that? Yeah. <laughs> Most condescending garbage. I I have decided that tentatively my my end of the year video is going to be about everything that the made the witness the game of the year for me and why that experience is is i would argue probably the best game made this year not just okay. my favorite Whoa. but so so let's let's hear it let's uh maybe you can yeah. convince me hmm uh okay so it, it's actually a little spurred on again mark brown if you guys don't know mark brown go follow mark brown that guy makes great stuff he's the guy who does game makers toolkit he screenshotted the metacritic list of like top rated games this year and he was like kind of lamenting that Uncharted 4 was at the very top highest rated game of the year period on Metacritic. Wow. Um, okay. Because it's and I think he's right. It's an incredibly safe game that doesn't really do anything like it's a it's an Uncharted game. So like you're gonna have a fun little ride with a good story, yeah. some great voice acting, great visuals. But like nothing mind blowing about Uncharted 4. It's like it's it's an it's like it's an Uncharted game. It's like good good Uncharted game. Right. But like by by no means is it the best created game in the year of 2016 no. because it's safe it's so 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 safe everything about it is just a really safe choice and the thing about the witness and i i will say that my bias totally comes from the fact that all of it of the witnesses unsafe choices were like well some people might just not resonate with this and then they're just not gonna like this section all of them lined up perfectly for me so I never had like a, well, this is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get why they would have done this. All of them, I like rolled, I, I rolled the high number on all those. So I like, I won the coin flip on all those. All the things that could be a barrier that would keep people out, unsafe choices, they all worked for me. So if it, if none of those work for you, I completely understand why The Witness would not be a fun game or to some people, even a good game at all. But like I was compelled to complete it 100% and every tiny experience is like like I walked over the island again going to the last couple puzzles I couldn't beat earlier and I was like walking past stuff like oh man remember that part when I was like like so early in the game and I didn't know <laughs> and then like I I figured out the thing and I was like ah like and that like there's like 680 puzzles in that game or something and That's I too had many. that kind of it's not too many because they're not it. big puzzles. No, it's it's not though. No, they're nothing puzzles. But, but you can't make both those arguments together. <laughs> it's, you can't. It's one or the other because you're arguing through expectations both ways at the same time. I'm sorry. I just want to convey to the the viewers watching the podcast that that sound is the sound of me like snickering and then scurrying away. Yeah, George is a fucking troll. Um, um, I I don't I don't know if I could get over his 
design choices of making the game almost like just just doesn't some of the puzzles just don't make sense you but know they do like i don't like i for me like i know this is that there's always that one or two puzzles that were just like okay what 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 were you trying to do here why does this make sense and why wasn't this conveyed in the other puzzles before this you know the nothing puzzles basically and well, i mean see, it happened okay, uh, again it doesn't happen like every single corner for sure i'm not saying that but like there's certain time like those parts really are really upsetting Hey, how, how do you know he's not like this is not just some big joke? It's just Jonathan's blows big fart, you know? You know, well, just like, hey, guess what? Because, Everyone loves me for braid. Um, I'm just gonna put out whatever and then, you know, let's we'll see if people like me still after this. Man, I just can't <laughs> like okay, it just goes with what I said earlier. Like there are a lot of unsafe choices in that game that make that game. I don't know that I, I think it's better because of it, because it doesn't rely on like, let's please everybody. And so if it doesn't please you, I can completely understand like when the certain puzzles happen, like you said, you had like a lot of trouble with the, the Tetris blocks puzzles, right? Um, it's when they started, I, I can't remember. It was when I think somewhere near the part where you have to go underground it's mm-hmm. crazy how you could recall these puzzles from memory because it's ingrained into your brain. When you beat that game, it stays with you forever. It's like a scar that you take with you through your gaming history. Okay? Like, yeah. uh, I, I think it has to do with the blue squares. Oh, one of the puzzles was when you walk up the stairs after you cross the bridge, that slow bridge that when you look oh. down, you can actually see like an actual puzzle on the Every ground and stuff. Every single tile on the floor on that bridge is a new puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even on the floor, like you can drag some. I, I did. There's a lot of really cool things to that game. A lot of really cool things. But there was that um, that part where you go up the stairs and you have puzzles on the right hand corner when you're walking down, and then there's like a gate to the back way to mm-hmm. get out of that area you know the swamp yeah, yeah. thing yeah um, uh, yeah i know i know what you're talking that about. that last puzzle screwed with me for such a long time and it just it just says here's a new mechanic figure it out you know and i it, it, I, I, okay. I, I got through it but not mm-hmm. without some scars you know <laughs> it's an emotional journey it's an emotional um, journey and it's very satisfying when you do get it but it I mean, is it worth the emotional scars? It's it's a very very unsafe experience, a very unsafe decision to uh, not have any music in the whole game, so so that there right, can be one puzzle with a, a like ninety way. second loop, and that that you may never don't discover. fucking never... spoil it for anybody, asshole. Also, <laughs> what what about so like the reason? I think the moment I decided I didn't like the witness was when I looked up that you had to do that that. <laughs> Okay, fine. I'm like spoiling it and being an asshole, right? But there are the panels in the desert where you use the glare from the sun to trace a line of dust on the screen. That was cool. I, yeah. My the way I was, pl- I walked in circles around those panels for like an hour, and my viewing angle just never gave it away. It was just like a completely random coincidence that that the the designer hopes that you happenstance across and. I, and I never not got necessarily it. because that 
little area where all those are, there's only like two staircases to go to a higher place. So if you're really exploring the area, you'll go up the staircases. And if you just look at them from those staircases, at, they're set up so that any point on the high point, you'll see a glare on one of the panels. Mm, didn't to work on me. It, I mean, it, I, do, I just think that that's fine. Like, I, th- see, that's it's the thing. not meant to please everybody, which is fine with me because exactly. it pleased me all the way through. From, from, the, from the very <laughs> beginning, when you finish that game, you feel like it's... He's like, no, I am i don't care about alienating half of my audience. Probably I'm going to make this that. game and this is what I want to make or, you know, and who gives a crap? I'm going to put all this pretentious little voice recorders and stuff like that. People don't get it. People don't get it. I don't care. Like, oh it's, God. One of it them feels, is eight like, minutes it feels long. that way. But it, it, but the thing is, I think it's like only a certain type of brain can like, I don't know, work out some of these problems, you know? It, yeah, I, I've heard it said a couple of times. The Witness is not a puzzle game where you challenge the puzzles of the of the universe. It's more a game where you are you're having like a little battle of wits to yeah. try and figure out what the developer was thinking, which it's problem in my solving. Mind, that was that was fun to me. I don't want to go on longer. I think I've already gone on like nine minutes on this, so I don't want to halt the podcast for a game that's almost a year old. But no, it's cool though. I'm just saying. I hundred percented it, and there's no super like grand flourish when you beat it. There's like a little area of the game that kind of changes visually if you get everything. But um, oh, like Super Mario World, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's there's a lake next to the town, and stuff in it changes based on how much you've completed of the game. But um, that town, dude. I don't know. It so was just. I, I'm just like I am happy that I went back. I'm happy that I finished it. I'm happy that I'm like. I like that. I unabashedly love that game, and it's fine for for everybody else not to like it. Well, totally cool with re- that. I, I got respect, respect for you. I I can't handle it. I I can't handle no, that's that. That's fair. That's fair. I, I cannot. I, 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 I understand. I, I still think. I still. I still think it's not a bad game, and I, I don't think it's a bad. Game. I don't like the choices they made, but it's definitely not a bad game. It's I not. Mean, it's I, not No Man's Sky or any of those other ones. <laughs> I remember when when I was like doing it for a review, so I was like trying to get through it in a week and that yeah. was right that was Ooh. rough <laughs> no. yeah like, i don't think I, that's a optimal setting i'm, to I'm sure play you've a game noticed like how like stressed out and frustrated i am this week because i like didn't finish hitman a day behind schedule so like imagine how stressed out and frustrated i was playing through the witness for a whole week making like two percent of progress every day because yeah. that's the it's kind of situation mi- where you're supposed to walk away and think about the puzzles out of the box. And you can't do that when you're in a review. Yeah, that is that is something I don't envy about you. That Like doing like straight up review videos. I very, very not often do review videos. I did one for The Witness, but it's because I played it. And I was like, you know what? I'll do a video on this. I really like that. And I want people to have another source to be like, a spoiler-free source to be like, yeah, okay. So... But like playing a game on a time frame, I don't, I don't envy that. I don't want to do that at all because, especially with games like this, or like if you've ever played like the Talos Principle or a put, mm. like kind of deeper puzzle games, playing that with a ticking clock of like better get your review out, that sounds like hell to me. Yeah, I don't like having to rush through content that is meant to be savored. Speaking of which, yeah. Matt, I savor you. <laughs> You, Matt, dearest of all my friends, you, uh... We'll, we, 
we will cut news so that you can go for a full 10 minutes like me and George did because we want to savor your content. We, 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 want, we don't want to rush through your content even though you are at a rush. We want to give you the full pillar of respect that you deserve as... <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. As, I as took a foundation. enough time last week. Even though I'm, I wasn't supposed to be talking, supposedly, but <laughs> apparently I got in all everything, almost everything. But um, I I have nothing. I've been kind of like busy with other stuff going on. I, you know, when I have free time, I do bring on the ESO whatever for like a quick mission or whatnot or getting Gears of War or whatever. But that's pretty much it. I have had a boring, uneventful week, I would say. Well, according in video game world anyway. Have video have you been world. thinking of, of picking anything up? Um, you know, I still got the review code for Deus Ex and oh. I finished <laughs> I finished Peace Walker that's... like a couple weeks ago and I'm like, oh, oh my, my god, I need to make time. Yeah, to I completely not, forgot that you were trying to review the whole MGS series. Yeah, I... Uh, it sounds like uh, you might have forgotten, too. No, it's not that I've forgotten. It's just that after 4 and then I played Peace Walker, I was like, this is some garbage. <laughs> this is some garbage. Like You're on full Metal Gear bur- burnout, I think. Yeah, yeah it is like... Uh, I, I could I could totally again I can totally understand why people like Peace Walker as like a little spin-off game on your PSP playing with your friends. That's fine. I've experienced co-op. But as far as like the story and stuff, like yo <laughs> yo it's like in the very beginning you you say, Oh, pause. She's 16 years old, and then you can zoom in and see her underwear. And it's just like, yo, this is not cool. This is not cool. I, anyways, anyways, yeah. Um, I, I, I ha- I'll find, I'll, I'll muster up the strength in between, um, in between other stuff and finish, finish, finish Metal Gear, hopefully. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like a punishment at this point. Like, it does feel like a punishment at this point. It's just like I, dang. I, I look. I I did six reviews, right? And, right. And detailed reviews where I go through them. I played some of those games twice. But you like being around those games for so long, nonstop. You you, you f- I don't know. Like you tap into some like. Kojima wave or something, you know, you just like, what's going a, on here? Why did he make these choices? Genre? <laughs> Kojima, Kojima wave, yeah, <laughs> a remix of uh, Snake Eater. I want, I want to see that. And oh boy, <laughs> with the '90s like Simpson wave, with the Tribes '90s wave. little uh, where, where occasionally audio of of George Weidman singing Snake Eater at a karaoke bar will pop just, like, in. fades in and then yeah. out again. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Do a nice um, uh, VHS filter on the top, please. Thank you. So what's uh, the the pros and cons of your your decisions behind whether or not you want to go through with that review copy of Deus Ex? Um, It's more time. I want to start it and just like finish it. Finish it off. It's just like life has been um, taking over everything else. Because, I want to I want to yeah. warn you that one's a good 25 hours ish. 
Ooh. You know, give or take how many side quests you do, of course. But, uh, At this point, you said that in Matt's, Matt's mind, like immediately it was like, none, no side quests, none. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I mean, the good yeah. thing about having no life is that you can play video games with more of your hours. <laughs> if only, if only. I, I'll just, you know, um, divorce my wife, you know, forget the job, you know, just, you know, just sit down and play video games all day. Don't worry about the bills. What could go wrong? <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um. So, so Sunder, I saw you retweet a joke about this, and I think all of us are popular enough to get codes for it but do any of us have plans to play owl boy i would have asked for a code in advance if i had known more than one day in advance that it was coming out yeah they um, really like just dropped it i the only reason i knew about it was because my friend uh is doing the art on their official shirts which i don't know if those are up yet but they look really great but she was like owl boy like they gave sent me a code so i know what i'm making a shirt for and then she was like, this game is gorgeous and pretty cool, worth the play. And then it it was out the next day and I was like, oh, shit, I would have liked to have played that. Um, I plan on doing uh, a review, yeah. but when they dropped news that it was coming out, like the big story behind it was, whoa, this took nine years to make. It was a, a passion of love for more than two presidential terms. Which supposedly would mean that this was coming out like before the big wave of pixel art indie side scrollers or just like self-published digital indie gaming in general, mm. which is like a little bit of an unfortunate thing. Because when you look at the pixel art of Owlboy, like it looks like like Gorgeous. nine years worth. Yeah, like like it looks like Metal Slug. It, it does not look like a game from the Super Nintendo or like a 60. It looks like. The, it happens to be the medium of pixel art, but in like glorious maximum version of what pixel art can be in a video game. Maybe not that good, but it's pretty fucking pretty. I I mean, KOF 13, Metal Slug, and maybe if it looks like these screenshots all the way through when I play it next week, Owl Boy might be the highest yeah. standards for pixel art you can find. Pretty damn good art. Uh, but I'm wondering if any one of us have heard about how long it takes, because I have not. Oh, the the actual game length? Yeah, Pushing Up Roses tweeted that she was surprised by how long it is, didn't give a number though, which means it might be longer than expected. <laughs> Maybe that's where those nine years went, is just like really long levels, a lot of, a lot of levels. Well, it, I don't know if it necessarily has to be long levels so much as... Uh, the like look at the level of polish and detail on like just the art and everything mm -hmm. that going into a slightly lengthier game could result in exponentially more time you know what i'm saying definitely like metal slugs only uh, 30 minutes <laughs> that depends on how good you are at metal slug <laughs> i mean if you just keep putting quarters in you're you'll, you'll get you'll get there in 30 to 45 really is it really that fast arcade games are super short because they never expect anyone to have fucking that hard. many quarters on them yeah yeah that that too the simpsons arcade game any when you played that that oh, took, yeah that took a while man and a lot no. of money a lot of, a I, lot of I, but like an a while by arcade game standards might be like an hour mm -hmm. yeah me i mean i was young 
It's no more arcades anymore. Go to Japan. I'm yeah, thinking about going back in the spring. Uh, I am. I'm going with you. Cool. I'll I'll send you a link to the cheap tickets when they pop up. Hey, everyone listening, don't buy those tickets. <laughs> right, right. All right. Uh, well, it looks like our halfway mark. I think we should jump into the break real quick and jump back out because Matt's on a super tight schedule. Gotta oh. jump fast. <laughs> what? The bush. <laughs> Okay, so any listeners who heard about my potential travel plans might uh, instead want to purchase tickets to countries such as Cuba, North Korea, Sudan, Syria, or the Crimea region of the Ukraine, because (laughs) that will just mean more Japan tickets will be left over for Matt and me. Unfortunately, though, you might be surprised to find out that when you... When you open up a new EA Origin Access account from those oh countries, boy. you you won't be able to. That was quite <laughs> a segue. Segue from B4 ads, dude. That's pretty so, ridiculous. So this is, but I think this is like the first time in recent memory I've heard of a video game digital distribution platform like not selling to political allies based off of like of of alliances and international trade agreements which is the official uh reason that ea was giving out of uh cutting supports from these countries however they have since reinstated access to myanmar myanmar how do you pronounce it uh i'd say myanmar but it i mean your guess is as good (laughs) as mine none of us probably know how to say myanmar but uh (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know if you can access Steam from countries that that as um Rico Rodriguez from Just Cause 2 would say doesn't play to Uncle Sam's tune. Oh However, okay. I'm also surprised that that Myanmar is apparently on the shit list. <laughs> like what did they do? I don't know. Maybe I need to read the news more often. Isn't that where those yeah. like big towers are? There was a level in Hitman 2. I don't know. Right. I, I, this is, I mean, it's a weird story, but I don't really know how much I can contribute to this. Um, so what, <laughs> what Sorry. Poor guys in Cuba happened is, is that they, uh, say they have updated, uh, EA origin to, to comply with U S international trade agreements. Oh, Okay. And and I'm actually going to see if I can just quickly Google up what agreements in particular they might <laughs> be talking about. EA. So origin. Mm, yeah. So while ahead, you ahead. while you Google that, then I can speculate that maybe this is not necessarily a uh, a deliberate decision by EA, but rather one that was sort of like brought up in a legal sense by the U.S. government, being like, "Yo, you." What selling games to people even through a digital thing on the internet is kind of breaking our thing, our agreement thing. I don't know. Like I'm assuming, like maybe EA didn't just like 
outright and be like, fuck North Korea and Sudan. Like, I'm sure that somebody sent them paperwork was like, hey, you're kind of breaking the law and we want you to stop. But it's also, on the other hand, like, stupid harmless video games. It's a digital product oh. that doesn't actually exist in the real world. Like, the internet is is the same generally no matter where you are on planet earth like if you're in china which which tries really really hard to censor the internet you can still access the rest of the world's internet through a vpn fairly easily but um i i feel like this this might have been just a lawyer over there on their side being like hey wait a minute we we like have to do this to bases. be legal. yeah because if this was yeah. more I, I bet if this was a move from the U.S. government itself advising them, then you would have seen this happen across all digital distribution platforms rather than just that's with fair. Origin. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so it turns out that EA has revoked access to Origin in Myanmar on an apparent attempt to comply with sanctions the U.S. had in place against that country. The twist is that those sanctions were actually lifted on October 7th before the blanket ban went into place, which is why people are mad about it. This makes me wonder if uh, if, if you can get to it from Russia, because the Russian economic sanctions they've been imposing since... Since, uh, well, you know, depending on who you ask, the uh, annexation or not of, of Crimea and the Ukraine has has apparently devastated their economy. And, and apparently a lot of stuff can't be sold there anymore that people were depending on being able to sell. But you did not really hear stories like this happen as a result. It seems like digital distribution has always been able to work around uh, international politics. Might just be one of those gray areas and EA's lawyers or whatever are sort of gearing up just in case. Maybe there's whispers that it's going to be a a more uh, regulated thing for digital distribution. So I, I would say this is probably, at least from my point of view, just a preemptive move to not get something by the government. Yeah, and honestly, I'm surprised by how long digital... Uh... An internet business has been able to dodge government forces. Like you still don't pay income tax on Amazon, right? I have no idea. I I I'm pretty Never sure you don't. You just pay for shipping in addition yeah. to the products MSRP. Well, well you do get for, tax taxes. Is that is that what you're trying to say? When you buy something well, on I Amazon? Mean, yeah. I get taxed. But he's saying, well, he's saying, wouldn't that be sales tax? Like, right. if you are a full-time seller on Amazon, oh, do you get I, income sorry, tax yeah, on okay. that? I see what you're saying. I mean, maybe you'd have to file as a small business to report that stuff, oh. so you'd get income tax in... in wow, this, this video game podcast is really getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I actually think this stuff is, like, really interesting, it, because... <clears throat> I mean, yeah. the, the vast majority of video gamers in North Korea are probably like four people but there are a lot of people in 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 like ukraine and and myanmar who who have access to like good computers and good video games that this is going to be affecting i mean i don't know about sudan and i'm pretty sure everyone who has the leisure time to play video games has gotten the hell out of syria by now but but oh. still like this is i th th that's kind of like why i think this is such an interesting story is is that something as as like harmless as a luxury good of video games can get caught into the very nasty international affairs of political alliances and trade agreements and sanctions? Yeah, it's uh, there are a lot of implications, but I mean, not anything really that we can say concrete on the matter. I suppose. 
It is interesting, though. I I will agree there. It's very interesting. Uh, so so following from that. Speaking note of digital of, distribution, of enforcing <laughs> new rules on digital distribution platforms that might not even be enforced at all, uh, Steam now politely asks developers to post real screenshots of their games <laughs> instead of bullshits and concept art and pre-render. Ooh, excuse me. I, I was drinking coffee fast. To paraphrase, Steam now, all, over a decade down the line, asks developers who are who are putting their game up to uh, not be shitty and terrible and please <laughs> actually show us your game. And they also phrase the uh, update to their policy as, as them not necessarily never asking of this before. We haven't been super crisp on guidelines for screenshots in the past. Ooh. I'm a slurry mess of a pure person today. Blah. Thank you, Hitman. So we'd like to take this opportunity to, to clarify some rules in this space rather than, you know, suggesting new rules and, and a means to enforce them. No Man's Sky, the, I checked the Steam page just now. They still have the same pre-release bull shots from earlier up there. The ones that got them in trouble with the ASA, which I don't think anything has come out of that either. I guess, I guess what everyone has learned over the past, uh, few months of no man's sky being around is that everyone hates this stuff when they talk about it but when it comes time to do anything about it everyone tolerates it mm. we ask that any images you upload to the screenshot section of your store page should be screenshots that show your game this means avoiding using concept art pre-rendered pre-rendered cinematic stills or images that contain awards marketing copy or written product descriptions please show customers what your game is actually like to play in their uh own posts to developers advising this this new screenshot policy they show dota 2 and i'm going to check right now if they made good on their own example of slashing out concept art yeah because dota 2 uh, yeah. uses a lot of like character on it yeah on yeah their page previously <laughs> and this is wacky now the <laughs> screenshots all have like really ugly huds and text everywhere from the chat box <laughs> And uh, yeah, I guess justice has been served for Dota 2. What's another game famous for bull shots? Oh, I know Rainbow Six Siege. Let's see if they still uh, got those old bull shots up. You, you know what? That's interesting because Dota 2 is Steam's property, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. We still got bull shots. Yeah. Um, Close ups right. of, of a character's face with like a bokeh depth of field blur on the background is. Uh, is a lot of what these screenshots of Siege are right now. Man, it doesn't look very appealing. Despite them changing the policy, none of these screenshots show what Siege is actually like to play. Also, screw you, Siege is very appealing. I love Siege. I'm going to play no, Siege no, tonight. No, no, and I'm the have Dota fun. 2, sorry. The Dota oh. 2 shots, like, it just doesn't look very appealing. Except yeah, for, like, which is the downside. The bottom. Yeah. And why developers wouldn't want to do that is because when you have a screenshot full of, like, HUD text. And, full of your shitty game. Yeah, it's not going to look as cool as, as a close up of a character's angry looking face with the background all blurry. That's what, what we do in our video. Is you got to make sure the background's blurry. We don't look like that in real life. The background's clear when you look at someone in real life, unless you're like really close to them. <laughs> right. Anyway. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So uh, more worried on if they actually enforce this in the coming weeks. I guess. I doubt they this will. will. This so, will. So all fuck the, green all light the anime, all the anime like uh, um, high school visual novels. Sims, 
they can't just show like girls with big boobs and stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, no, they have to be the big that, boobs in the that, game. Yeah. That is most of the game anyway. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know they behind those concept arts, and then when you get in the game, it'd be like looking all, all uh, janky and stuff. Not, art ass. <laughs> not that I know anything about that, but yeah. Fucking Mr. Yandere simulator. Right? I don't know. I mean, for like a visual novel, all all you have to do is basically program text boxes on top of concept art that slides in and out of the frame, right? But that would definitely. Uh, I guess be at lying. a very baseline standpoint, yeah, yes, in general. But I think there's more to it than that. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um. So speaking of sliding fully produced things in and oh out God. of, of oh production Whoa. no Whoa. Eurogamer has reported that the Wii U is going to get slid out of the frame at the end of this week and then Nintendo said no <laughs> just that, that they have a press release and it just said no period it was, just, it was like a full on Nintendo Direct and it just showed uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and Bill Trinan walk out and Shigeru Miyamoto said no in Japanese, and Bill Trinan said no in English to translate for him. <laughs> Do you remember that that history of Japan video from Bill Works? Yes, I would love absolutely. it if that guy started doing like PR for video game companies, and he could just like make a video tacking away on his keyboard, being like, "Eurogamer said the Wii U was going to be out of production," and we're like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> like a little. Bloop. To like accentuate <laughs> the negativity, but yeah, yeah. Eurogamer is typically very reliable for their source leakages. Maybe I'm feeling that now because we just had the uh, Nintendo Switcheroo revealed a week and a half ago, and Eurogamer's leak on that patent was spot on. It was exactly what what the Switch ended up being. So now Nint- Eurogamer says they have multiple sources. I, I think it was three. They said in the article all. Saying and reporting the same thing that um, the Wii U is is scheduled to be out of production this uh, this 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 week, which would make sense. They they have undersold their their expected uh, milestones by by a couple hundred thousand units, which you would assume means that they put in orders for a couple hundred thousand more units to be manufactured than what's actually getting sold. So now would seem as good a time as any to go ahead and slash that. However, the next day, a Japanese media site called IT Media reported that a spokesperson for Nintendo said, there is no change to our continuing Wii U production. Uh, they, they, they said that that sole story was just not true. And uh, in, in this follow-up that Kotaku posted as as a response to Eurogamer they also point out that there were previous rumors floating around about the Wii U having ceased its production uh, earlier in March Japanese newspaper Nikkei reported that the Wii U was going to be ending its production way back then Nintendo also denied it and you know presumably as of this day they're still still making some of them other otherwise yeah. there wouldn't be this new rumor cropping up that they're not making some of them anymore it seems like logical to assume, and if you hear a source say it, like it's it's not an unbelievable thing if Nintendo was to, at the very least, pull back on Wii U production greatly, because I, I think once the Switch drops, Wii U sales are going to become pretty much non-existent. Um, I don't know. I like rumors and stuff. Again, this is another thing where it's like I don't know how much we can contribute to this discussion, but like, I I don't. 
it doesn't surprise me if they are stopping it. It doesn't surprise me if they continue doing it. It seems like kind of a it's something that's, I don't know, almost a non-headline. I would be more surprised if they kept the production going. I want to say like past March of next year, past the Switch at the very yeah, minimum. Exactly. Cause... As soon as the Switch comes out. If they haven't dialed it back at the least, then I, I would be surprised. The Wii U has just not moved units. And we all have one. So yeah. actually, and I'm, I think we've all like generally enjoyed our Wii U's. So listeners, yeah. beloved listeners, if, if you do want to spend your, your money on something, buy a Wii U now before they become a super rare expensive collector's edition because they didn't manufacture a lot. And yeah. There you go. And then you could resell it and like... Uh, what would it be like 10 years from now, 15 years from now when the game collecting craze shifts to the Wii U as like the new one? Because right now it's GameCube. Everything GameCube is super pricey right now. Everyone's ramping up the price on GameCube <sighs> stuff because that's what people want to collect right now. That depresses me. GameCube games were even, they were like cheap a year after the GameCube came out. Like once the Wii was rolling out and people were still able to uh, shift a good market of them because of backwards compatibility, they didn't exactly uh, jack up the prices in the secondhand market. Yeah, it's... Also, if you're a collector out there right now, original Xbox is what you want to be collecting because that's cheap as fuck right now. Just random aside, I thought that would be fun information trivia for people out there. Yeah. Except the Wii U is a fun, unique concept that that's just gonna fizzle hey, away. Don't hate on that big old thing. I I walk by it every day. It's like on my shelf. I, I'm Halo, not. Hate, I'm Halo, expressing my sympathies a, for it. A, my wife has a DDR pad for it and everything that we use. Oh, yeah, oh you're talking so, about the Xbox. Yeah, you yeah. said the original uh, Xbox. That's what Jimmy's talking about, yeah. right? X- yeah, yeah, Xbox yeah. Uno. George, George was still focused on the Wii U. Oh, anyway. Gotcha. Speaking of things that have to do with X, uh, Ooh. Monster, Ooh. <laughs> Monster Hunter Very Cross. Very good segue, Jimmy. I respect that. Monster Hunter Cross has, a, out of 10. has a new expansion, standalone, sequel, more version of the same game that's coming out called monster hunter double cross double cross Ooh, triple uh, cross. so based yeah I'm, I'm waiting for that triple that's gonna cross, be on the switch right? it's gonna be rated ao and i'm gonna get gonna get that no anyway hey. um, what are they gonna do when final fantasy gets to number 30 uh just i mean at that point if i was fucking square enix i'd just make a canonical porn game <laughs> Yes! Final Fantasy XXX. It's the 30th Final Fantasy. Also, it's all about porn. I love you. That's such a good idea. <laughs> right. Just to embrace it. Right. Yeah, just just embrace it. Don't even don't even fight the notions. It's gonna happen. Don't do a regular 30. Do it in Roman numerals and make it about porn. Alright. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so thinking like Hunter. Final Fantasy World and all the other characters return. And yeah, it's just it's just a who's who of the best Final Fantasy characters just fucking <laughs> a nostalgic Jeez. orgy that the the Caligula of of the video games. You know, everyone's really really worried about about what and when video game Citizen Kane is going to be. I want to know what video gaming's Caligula is going to be. What is the deep throat of the artistic video game medium? Wow. All right. So anyway, Monster <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> All right. So this this recent generation's Monster Hunter on the 3DS is called Monster Hunter Cross in Japan, and they do the, they did the same thing they do every time. They release it in Japan, 
And then they released an expanded version in the US, which was known as Monster Hunter Generations. But now, in a weird move that I'm unsure how to feel about, they're releasing Monster Hunter 2 Cross or Double Cross. It's Monster Hunter XX. And it's it, it was revealed in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like an expanded version of Generations. And I feel bad for everybody who bought Generations or Cross because this is just more and better. It's just like it's the same game with more features. And my the the trailer was absolutely 3DS footage, but my hope is that maybe Double Cross is going to be a launch title for the Switch. Yeah. Please. That, yeah, that's that what I think about when I think about the Switch. I just think about all these guys going to these conventions, waiting in line, and taking out their big old. Uh, switches, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I didn't know we just, were talking about child abuse. Just whipping out those switches, <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's exactly what every expansion of Monster Hunter in this generation that it is in is, which is just the same game you played, but it has more shit in it. So it's you know, yeah. I would I would assume that it's a. I would say that that's a better thing. However, I feel bad for everyone who bought Generations and Cross because this is just more. It's just like the same game, but more. They've uh, been expressing interest in in expanding the franchise in Western audiences by not exclusively releasing it on portable platforms, which I'm very interested in. If they do PC, if they do PS4, I I might finally jump on this bandwagon. The big problem with buying any Monster Hunter game is that I always am worried that I'm going to get the one that's going to become obsolete in a year. Because they make a they lot are, of I these. Mean, they do. Monster Hunter is a pretty mass-produced kind of yeah. series, and it is, it's, it's kind of like Duty of Glorious Nippon. <laughs> make the I same mean, game every no, year. No, I, I would say that that's Dynasty Warriors. Uh, um, I think Dynasty Warriors is more like the the Madden. Because that's like way cheaper, probably to make. Than... Oh snap! Madden, you <laughs> yeah. put Madden in that Up- updated, category. Updated roster with the same shit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors okay, sixteen roster update edition. John Madden's Dynasty Warriors. I would play. I would play. I would play the fuck out Madden of an Muso. NFL themed. Oh my god! If an NFL themed Dynasty Warriors games were where you just like. You're like a fucking quarterback and you throw, you know, a spiral and it just barrels <laughs> like, through hundreds of people and just so kills NFL everybody. And Dynasty Warriors. Oh my god. It is shameful He's how easy fire. it is. It's so easy to picture this. Like, I, I can't believe how easy it is to envision Madden Musso. Make it happen, somebody. Somebody out there, just do that, please. All you'd have to do um, is sw- swap out the, the skins from Dynasty Warriors. Just make right, everyone exactly. have their pads and helmets on. <laughs> Welcome to a new level of fantasy football. <laughs> it's like rights itself. Come on, guys. You just make it all-encompassing <laughs> sports. It doesn't have to be just NFL. So much to work with there. Anyway, um, I hope Monster Hunter Double Cross is on the Switch. Also, I hope that Pokken is on the Switch because they announced a new Pokken character again for only on arcade in Japan again with no indication of it coming out on Wii U again. (sighs) Wow. It's so weird walking into an arcade in Japan and seeing Pokken. Yeah, also seeing three more characters than there are in the US version. Matt, you better go. Oh, I'm going, my friend. I told you. YouTube money can't pay for no Japan. I'm getting some other money. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
We going. We going. We going this time. <laughs> I, hope. I don't know what that implies. Yeah, but that I'm could gonna, imply all I'm sorts of nasty things. And, oh, and, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I won't clear it up. I'm just gonna let it ride out like that. All right, cool. <laughs> just let all of our all of the new viewers just assume that Matt's a drug dealer as well. What what do you, what do you mean? I'm I'm a white dude. I'm a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't laugh. Don't so laugh. so wait, no, now that means that you're like like running some kind of fraudulent corporate white collar crime that's <laughs> Right, Anyways, right, right. Yeah. I'm cooking. This podcast um, gets a little weird sometimes. If you listen this far and you're new, thanks for sticking it out. Uh, if you want to find my stuff, you can find me on Twitter at SunderCR or on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash SunderGamer. make videos on things occasionally, but I mostly talk on Twitter and do video editing for other people. It's a fun time and it's great. George, where where can we find your content? YouTube.com slash BunnyHopShow. Uh, once again, I don't think I've plugged this enough. I do Twitch streams nowadays on Thursdays at 9 p.m., I have miraculously managed to keep a better schedule with that than the Thursday's 12 p.m. video releases. So uh, go watch me play Siege with my stupid friends. They're funnier than me on Thursdays at 9 p.m. on twitchtv.com slash superbunnyhop. Um, you can find me at www.google.com. God, no, 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 Matt. Matt. <laughs> no, 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 that's legit. That's legit. I mean, you could go to Google.com and Google Matt Visual and you'll probably find where to look at his stuff. If you want to see the eventual chore of a conclusion of Matt's Metal Gear Solid reviews that he's hating to do right now, you're going to like find Revengeance. Him at YouTube.com slash Matt Visual. I think, I've been thinking of just skipping to Revengeance. <laughs> <laughs> just do a video that's just like... Just do Revengeance, but at the start be like, this is a Peace Walker review, but fuck it, because I don't like that game. It was dumb. And then just start Revengeance review instead. Actually release a video titled Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker Review, and just have it be a three-second clip of a bush. Yeah, yeah, I've been, I've, oh, I've been thinking about all the jokes where people would lose their nuts, and they're like, no, Matt, no. No, you need to do this. Yeah. yeah Speaking yeah. of things you need to do, Matt, don't you need to backflip out the window and yeah. land on a surfboard that'll take you directly to Bill Gates? Yes. Oh, my God. That's such a cool image. Uh, anyway. All right. Since Matt has to do that, uh, Slow share us around if you like the podcast. And Vote the us up board. on iTunes if you like the podcast. I don't know. Tweet us out. Say nice things to your friends. Not when, necessarily about us. Just be a nice person in general. Don't tell your mom about us. Oh my Please god! And, uh, I just realized when we come back, we will know who who won the election. And you know who I want to win the election? Tovg podcast. Write it into the, bod, the your ballot box next Tuesday, November eighth. Tovg cast for president. We're we're gonna make America good at video games. We're gonna segue America again. <laughs> Goodbye, my fellow Americans. I, I, I love I love all three hundred million of you. I'm going for these nuts, though.